Hey, hey, guys, this is Ed, and this is my first hosting of a How to Draw Comics podcast. Uh, bear with me because I don't have the flavor that Clayton has when he does his little introductions here and stuff, right? But I've got a cool guest with me. I've got Brian Silverbacks, and, uh, you know, he's a cover artist at Scout Comics, and anybody who is anywhere on Facebook knows him for his art and his personality. Welcome <laughs> to the show, man. Uh I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be. I'm excited. I didn't know anybody would be home. So here you are, man. Yeah, you know what? It's a snowy day in my neighborhood. And so I'm just kind of hiding out at home. <laughs> Do you, are, you a, are you a full-time artist? I am, actually. Uh, oh, I think dude, I switched awesome. into art full-time, uh, I want to say about four years ago, three to four years ago. But then it's, it's really kicked off in the last year for me. Oh, really? Just like 2018? Yeah, 2018, uh, I kind of went through a little bit of a, huh, well, basically a divorce and stuff like that. And it just kind of, <laughs> it, it was almost like that kicking the ass out the door or something. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like I had been uh, on and hawing on a few things. Should I pull the trigger? Shouldn't I? And the trigger got pulled and, you know, and it actually is working out great for me. I, I kind of am surprised. It's awesome. That's awesome, dude. You got a soft reboot. Yeah, right. And had it at 45 years old. That works. Yeah, dude. I well, let's talk old men shit. Or okay. are we allowed? To, are we allowed to cuss? I don't know. Oh yeah, you can cuss, man. It's it's, a, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I'm 44, and I'm just I just am about a week away from signing my first contract for publishing a comic book. Like man, it's taken awesome. me this long to realize the dream that I had, you know, in 1990. Right. You know, so it's, it's, I took a lot of time off and did adult stuff. Yep. And then in 2013, I picked up art again. Like I just was like, you know, let's try this again now that the internet exists. Yep. And then, he, and here we are, I'm at 44 years old and I'm about a week and a half away from publishing my first comic book or having my first comic book published. It's not self-published, but having it published. No, that's awesome, man. And you know what? It sounds like we kind of followed a similar road. Like I remember, um, because if we're similar ages, you know, back in the days in, in high school and stuff, and now it's different. But back then, if you were a comic book geek, you were a real geek. Like the girls didn't dig it, you know? <laughs> oh, that is correct. You know, you didn't get you, you didn't play <laughs> because you could draw cute pictures or anything like that. You know, people just think it was weird I, at best, right? I don't, I don't know that that would get you much play nowadays, but... Uh, I do remember like being that nerdy dude in high school that would have a crush on a girl yep. and then like want to draw her a picture of something yep. all sappy and shit. Yep. And then you hand it to her and she's like, Oh, that's nice. I'm going to go fuck Steve, the quarterback. Ah, <laughs> exactly. like, oh, damn it. Yeah, no, exactly. Okay. But I am going to interject here and I don't know if you're single or not, but I'm recently single. Right. And okay. so I'm kind of on the market. And uh, when people, when girls find out what I do, uh, you know what a certain percent will say uh what the you know like they'll be kind of confused by it and stuff but a lot will say that's awesome could you draw me oh wow and my answer so, to that would be no <laughs> no my answer is uh send nudes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna need some more reference material <laughs> i really need those body references and stuff so if you go to my art page you'll be like oh damn yeah, okay. I can that's see. hilarious that's awesome dude so it, it i don't know if it would work for uh a, an up and comer nowadays, like in his teens or something like that. But uh, as a 46 year old dude, it's, it's, it's an okay play for me. Right. Well, that's cool. But I mean, the, the, the state of comic books and geek stuff 
is not what it was when we were younger. Fuck, I know, man. It's sad. Like, it's it's almost cool. I mean, you can go to Walmart and pick one of a million comic book shirts, whereas yep. when we were in high school, it was hard to find shirts with any comic book characters that wasn't Spider-Man or Batman, and that was it. Well, it's weird because you kind of said that, and I kind of reacted sadly because the source material is less and less no I, I don't know i don't you know obviously they're selling less issues and stuff i get in, in across certain genres and certain companies and stuff right but the the mass knowledge of it like the movies uh, the as you say the shirts and everybody freaking knows it now so like i'll walk up to somebody i'll be like man that's a cool ass shirt do you like whoever it is you know thanos or did you you know did you read the infinity gauntlet or anything <laughs> like, who you know i'll be like oh come yeah, on if you're gonna wear the shirt you gotta roll man yeah, I don't know. It's a double-edged sword because the, the general public knows about the movies yep. but, and could give two squirts of piss about the comic books. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's, that's the nature of the beast. Before, when Star Wars came out back in the 70s, everybody liked Star Wars and they had Star Wars shirts and stuff, but there was no comic books for them to buy. And so it, I, don't, I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's fair to say, oh, well, you, if you wear a shirt with uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man on it, then mm -hmm. you don't know what issue Stacy Gwynn died in. Oh, sure. I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think it's fair. It just sucks that there's. It's not triggering more people to read comic books. That's exactly my take on it too, man. Like I'm. I'm not a gatekeeper or anything. I. I welcome everybody in. I'm like, if I see somebody wearing something like that. If anything, I'll, I'll spiel too much. Like I'll be like, oh, did you know? What, you know, I'll get all <laughs> all hyped and stuff. I get, and they'll be like, dude, I don't know. I just got this shirt. You know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I wish that it would push people to read more comic books. But here's the thing. Okay. Do you have any kids? I have, you know, I have adult kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what, what are their ages at? Uh, 20, one just turned 28 and the other one is 21. Now, do they read comics at all? They don't read shit. But then again, see, I'm not <laughs> mad because I don't read either. And I think today's kids don't want to read or don't have the time to read. If it's not on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter or TikTok, or whatever the hell new thing they have, if it's not on there, they don't care. Okay, so here's kind of what I was just thinking, because I was talking to my daughter a little bit about this, and she's uh, 12 years old now, so she's kind of in that zone that she could be reading, and she is and stuff, right? But when we were growing up, there was kind of like two kind of comic book readers and stuff, right? Even back in our day and stuff, right? There was the people that really delved into, uh, you know, the, the issues and stuff like that, got into back issues, really, you know, had a poll list at a local comic shop and were really into it, right? And then there were comic book readers who we would not consider comic book readers, but they were actually reading comic books. But they were more casual pickup books, like everything from Archie, Garfield, whatever it was, you know, like Peanuts and all that kind of stuff, right? They're still comic books, but they're not kind of our superhero genre type. Yeah. And so now when I look at the young readers and stuff I get, there's still a very large percentage that like to just pick it up. What I mean is like they'll, the web comics and stuff, they can just jump on and just like kind of swipe three times and they get a funny little laugh and then they move on for the day or something like that, right? I, I kind of think those are the same readers that were back in the days reading uh, the funny pages at the back of the, at the newspaper or whatever and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know, like, I, I, I think the attention span for the average American is, is slowly, slowly dwindling down to nothing. 
And that's just, and that's not even for the kids. That's for the adults and for everybody. Idiocracy now? Well, yeah, but I'm saying so to to have, uh, I think I don't have any facts. Like I just make up my statistics, but I'm going to say like a lot of people aren't (laughs) reading books in general. So I, I mean, that's just, we don't, no one makes the time for it. It's audio books at the, at, at, maybe they're doing okay. But now with podcasts, you know, you don't have to put an audio book in your CD player to get to work. You can yep. just listen to Joe Rogan or, or making, or how to draw comic books. So you can do anything you wanted. Yep. And I, I don't know. The, I think the, the, so many choices mean you have to compete harder Old for time. that, sh- for that short attention span. Yeah. So yeah. if I know that everybody has a two second attention span, yep. I'm not going to make 10 minute content anymore yep. because I'm competing with, you know, everybody that has a YouTube channel, everybody has a podcast, everybody has something for you to look at on Instagram. Everybody wants to be an Instagram model. You know, and it's shifting so quickly now. You mentioned YouTube, Instagram, and even them, they're being displaced by uh, Snapchat and TikTok and these like um, Vine and stuff. Well, Vine's out now, but I mean like these, you know, it's not even like 10 minute videos or 20 minute videos. They're like 30 seconds, 50 seconds or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, bam, yeah. you got to hit it and then move on. Right. That, yeah. That's, I think that's part of the reason consumption that the comic book industry, along with a, mu- a bunch of other visual paper, uh, like visual mediums are gone. Like what sure. happened to wizard magazine? What happened to Maxim magazine? Oh, what happened to magazine subscriptions in general? It's now the only magazines that truly thrive are the super specific like tech magazines yeah. and women's shopping magazines. That's or like guns it. and ammo, something like oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, very, very specific genre. Almost almost catalog and advertisement like magazines where yep. it's nothing but a bunch of products about shit you already like. Whereas I would read Wizard to get insight on this and that. But now we have YouTube channels that give you the this week in wrestling. This yep. week in movies, you know, all that stuff. So I don't need magazines anymore. So the physical medium is dying. Yeah. You know, like, think about it. Where did we consume all of our content before? You know, it was TV and, and we'd have to like try to be home by eight o'clock to watch the A team or something like that. Right. Like it was like, we were there, bitch. Uh, now they've become ours in a way. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like we can yeah. get content when we want in some ways they're switching it around now again, but, um, but even newspapers and stuff like, you know, you used to sit there and read a newspaper and go through it. And it's a 30 minute thing while you're eating breakfast or on the train or whatever it is. But now all of our content is just so quickly digestible. You know, like you're mentioning YouTube, but I'm a Facebook fiend. So like I get so much of my news. If, if a jetliner just went down, I don't, I don't hear about it on the TV or the news or anything. I don't even have cable anymore. Oh, like, I don't either. You know, I'd like, stop paying for that shit. Right. But I've got Disney plus and whatever, you know, all the other stuff. Right. And so, but what I'm saying is like, now it's Facebook that gives me the alerts, plane shot down, you know, earthquake here, uh, cold weather blast here and stuff like that. But see, the reason I got rid of the new, the reason I got rid of cable was to stop listening to all the fucking news in the world being so bad. I stopped wanting to hear about 18 babies died in a car accident and a a police chase died over here. And this guy died over here. And so-and-so just killed somebody. So-and-so's on trial. I stopped wanting to hear about that shit. So that's why I got rid of cable altogether. But don't you still kind of get it on uh, Facebook and stuff? I don't, I don't, the people that post, that repost that kind of shit are not in my feed. Like I don't, I don't want to see it. 
I follow artists. I follow people yep. that are doing creative shit so yep. that when I look at my Instagram or my Facebook, I'm seeing people achieving goals and getting shit done and, and uh, just living. I don't want to, yeah, we all know the bad shit exists. I don't need you to rub that in my face. So yep. if you're talking politics or religion or I, I'm anti this and pro this and all that shit, then yep. you're not in my feed. Yep, yep. I, I get that because it, it, it definitely gets really, really negative, really, really fast. And I think Facebook and similar things kind of their algorithms really feed off of that. Like, I don't know if it's keywords or if it's whatever it is, but geez, even, okay. So in our, how to draw comics group and stuff like that, we get, let's say a hundred posts, not comments, but posts per day or something. Right. Yeah. But it's that one post that people are bitching about some, some boobies or, or Trump getting punched or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Whatever it is. Yeah. And then Facebook loves it. Like people keep, I'm like, listen. They make sure everybody sees it. Right. And I'm like, listen, guys, if you don't like it, the worst thing you could do is comment because then what it does, it gives it more attention and it keeps popping yeah. back up. On but here's the thing. And then you'll post a masterpiece yeah. and everybody gives it a thumbs up and then, and then say shit. And that's it, right? Yeah, exactly. You're like, come on, dude. You yep. want you you want Facebook to realize this is the type of shit we want to see. Right, right. Somebody puts oh, it's a, terrible. a horrible political whatever sketch that took two seconds that they probably copied off. <laughs> right. And it gets all these comments because people are just angry and want a soapbox. But yeah, somebody puts 10, 20 hours into a piece, pops it up there, and you know, it's crickets. It's sad. Now let me ask you a question. It's my all right. turn. Go for it's it. My right? turn. <laughs> yeah, right. Now you're now Clayton is the founding guy for this yes. whole the, the this whole program. But you yep. said you are a are you just a helper or slave? Maybe could we no. say <laughs> <laughs> no? But I'm saying like do you, uh, like I'm just I really appreciate everything that's going on. But I want to know like how do you tell somebody that posts artwork and it's way 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 subpar and they're yeah. like and they're like how do i how do i get like I, I find it difficult because a lot of people will show me stuff and they'll be like hey man can you give me some pointers and i'm like in my in my head i wanted to I, i'm saying to myself dude you've got to start all the fuck over like you, yeah. there are no pointers yeah. but i don't want to discourage people from trying to get better and I want to offer something like how hard is it to, like what do you do in those situations where it's not like you're a couple of techniques away from being acceptable <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's just not for you but you can see that they're passionate about it yep. and you can see that they want to and you the last thing I want to do is tell someone to go shove it up their ass like I don't right. like I don't want to tell you to pack your bags and go home but how do you slap them with a little bit of reality and say, Hey man, we need to take it back to the basics. Like you know, I, I, it's tough. Okay. So there is two questions in that. And I'll tackle the first one first. Uh, it's what is my relationship with how to draw comics and stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Clayton's the founder, the originator. It's, it's his baby and stuff like that. He's brought a few of us on like myself and Robert Marzullo as uh, oh, yeah, Ram comics, right? Ram so studio. We're kind of like his partners on the educational end of it, right? Yeah. What about the juggernaut dire, juggy some shit? That's me. <laughs> oh, that's you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Juggertha. Oh. 
dude, that shit is phenomenal. Thanks, brother. Thanks, man. I look at that shit all the time. Like I don't, I can't tell you how many times I have saved files that you've done on my phone to like use as reference. Like I need to figure out how he did that. Thanks, man. I usually break it down into, well, I'll get into how I approach it and stuff like that in a little bit. But so like we're kind of co-instructors, but then on the front of it, me and Clayton have kind of partnered up and Rick Burlow is also with us and stuff like that. When it comes to the promotion of the brand and stuff like that, that's everything from these podcasts to, um, to the Facebook uh, group and all that kind of stuff. So I've kind of, I'm in both pieces of the pie there and stuff like that. You know, me and Clayton have really, we work really well together and stuff like that. And he's a, he's a great guy. He's a great, he's the one that nudged me into doing these courses and everything like to start uh, putting out courses and stuff. And so he's been kind of him and Robert have really been kind of my mentors and in stepping into it and all and all and stuff. So that's kind all of right. cool. Yeah, so cool. It, I, with the group, I've been wanting this forever. Yeah. What can we do to get all of your courses? I know that you've recently, you guys have really recently put together a lot of uh, digital courses. They all have the, like the uniform presentation. Yep. And you know, it all looks very, very neat, but can I get some damn books? Like when can I get a physical medium? You know, like, that's really I... interesting, man, because I get asked that not regularly, but fairly, fairly regularly, like enough that it, it's, it's crossed my mind. And here's the thing, like if you, you do a Kickstarter, my videos and stuff and like i'm a i'm a reasonable personality in person and uh-huh. in audio and stuff but in writing i don't know if i can carry it as well as it needs to be carried do, do you know what i mean like some people are yeah. stronger writers and you know i've got the materials um but i don't I, i'm just not yet there for my confidence and being able to bundle it in a book i think so what are the courses though? When you get the courses, is it just like videos then of you talking and doing it the work? It depends on, on whose course it is. For my course, I actually do provide um, some kind of booklet with it. So what mm-hmm. I do for my courses is like, uh, there's obviously the, the video content and stuff I get as I draw along in real time, you know, explaining what I'm doing, why I'm doing it all that kind of stuff. And then I give those same sheets that I'm working on with references and all that. And I make a big PDF file out of it and I include it with the course. So the student can sit there and, you know, follow along with me if they want, if not, they can have a blank piece of paper or whatever and stuff. Right. But they can print this out easy and just follow along. So I've kind of got the content there, but it's not a standalone thing. Do you know what I mean? Like I would really have to do a lot of writing, a lot of explanation, that I do normally in the videos, I would have to write that down, format it into a book. And, you know, even like the structure of the book, the pacing, all those types of things start to change when it's just standalone. Right. Well, are you familiar with the masters of anatomy? Yes. Yeah. Dude. I love those books, especially because it's, it's nothing but endless reference. And so anytime they put a book out, except for maybe this new one, the animal one, I'm not, I don't think I've seen that one yet. Okay. Uh, that it's not. I don't think it's out yet. But they've been. I've been getting emails. It's gonna come soon. It's. Uh, oh, cool. It's their Masters of Anatomy animals, I believe. Right but on. I don't draw animals enough to warrant the book purchase. But I own the first. What is it? Three different books that they put out. Yep. Yeah, dude. I. I. It, so I was hoping that How to Draw Comics had something similar. Like I, that's what I was looking for. Is here's some reference. Here's how we did it. And then maybe like 
it's mostly pictures, but you would explain to people, uh, see what I did here by pulling the eyelid down. This is the effect that I caught that, that happened or, you know, a couple of extra lines. I don't know, just little tips on yep. the drawings as they appear. You know, I've got the material, obviously, because, you know, I've sketched it all out and stuff like that. So it's all there. I just, uh, I think I'm almost there as in like, okay, you know, this is something that I could do. Uh, I just got to write it out. Right now, though, I'm working on another series of courses because, um, you know, we're talking about young uh, readers and everything, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm making, I think I'm, <laughs> I'm tackling seven courses at one time right now ah, that dang. I'm trying to launch all in January and it's how to draw for kids. Okay. Well that, yeah, so, but you know, I'm a, trying to hit a different demographic and stuff. And when I say kids, I actually mean not just young learners, like but kinda, 12 and under. Well, my, my goal is from, yeah, seven to 12 type of thing. But, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't like a few of my adults have asked me and they're like, well, could I do it? I'm like, actually, yeah, because this would be, it's just a little bit of a different tempo to it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm covering most yeah. of the same material I already have. I just, you know, edit out the boobies and all that kind of stuff. And I just <laughs> slow the tempo. And I also, what I do is a split screen with my daughter. So she's okay. on one, she's on the, uh... on my iPad. I'm on the Wacom. Right. And then I edit it in and split screen it and stuff in certain parts. So you can see what, you know, what a learner is doing and stuff. Right. So hope, hopefully those courses, when I finish those, then I can look towards maybe a book or something. Well, I definitely think that it would, I, I don't see, I think you'll, you'll, I think you'll do just fine when it's time though. Thanks brother. Thanks man. So uh, back to me, the thing about uh, asking like when somebody comes to you and they've got like almost nothing, like it's so, yeah. so bad and stuff like that. And you said, man, it's gotta be stripped down and you gotta start again. Uh, those are the exact words that I, I say to him. I'm like, listen, like, you've really got to work on basic structures, basic, um, you know, the shapes, the forms, understanding them and stuff, because I don't know about you and maybe, maybe you can correct me and stuff like that. But in the nineties, I didn't have a lot of drawing books, uh, you know, art class kind of sucked and stuff like that. Right. So what I would yeah. do is just copy the cover artist, you know, it was oh, Jim exactly. McFarlane, all that, we, you know, I would just copy them, but I had no clue why or how, wh what the hell they were doing and stuff like that. But I was decent at, copying right so people be like oh that looks so good and stuff but it was really just a copy i couldn't create i couldn't construct. exactly that i i tell people as part of my process when they, they like oh how did you learn how to draw i said it's a couple of steps yep. i traced stuff that i liked yep i traced the shit out of it yep but i never showed it off as if i drew it sure sure my next step was to trace the outline of stuff that I like, like just the outermost outline of the figure. Yep. So that, and then fill everything in by looking at the picture. Yep. And then my next step was to look at the picture and copy it directly without any tracing. Mm -hmm. And the step after that was trying to be able to draw a picture from memory of like a cover or a pose or something that I saw, but trying to make it look at exact without having it side by side. Right. And to graduate from that was to take that same pose I drew of, of Jim Lee's Wolverine cover, but now I want to make it a shatter star. Sure. So taking the poses that I had already burned into my brain and trying to dress them with different characters. And I said, once you're able to do that, all you have to do is learn how to draw poses and then you could just draw, you could just dress them up however you like. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's, that was kind of my, my, my rudimentary process without being formally trained and shit like that. Cause it was the, the book that my dad got me was how to draw comics the Marvel way. I've got it. But I wasn't, I was so pigheaded that I didn't want to read. I just looked at the pictures and I, and, and I didn't get the full use out of it that I should have. You know what? I think it's I thought a, I knew everything. Yeah, it's the exact same for me too. I was like, oh, I know I could draw that, you know, but I didn't know why I was drawing it or anything like that. Why, yeah. why the how, and the, you know, that type of stuff, right? For me, I was like, uh, oh, this isn't Todd McFarlane. This isn't, you know, any of those artists that I like. So I don't care about this old school look. Right. I don't want to learn how to draw the old school look. So yeah. I kind of turned my nose up to it. And now you're looking back at it and thinking, oh, actually, there's, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Yeah, the, the basics were in there. I just didn't know. You know, for the longest time, I didn't realize that line weights made a difference. I just always wondered why my stuff looked like shit. Yeah. Like I would draw these excellent things, but I would have drawn them with a you know, ballpoint pen. Yep. And I was just like, this looks almost the same as that. But, but my shit just doesn't look that good. Right. And then I got introduced to line weights, you know, as an adult, like when I was 40, you know, and I was like, oh, shit, this makes a lot more sense. Yep, 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 absolutely. So what I did was similar to you, but I went back and I started to deconstruct uh, some of my favorite artists, right? And you can see it on my page a little bit. Like I, I looked at uh, J. Scott Campbell, I looked at Jim Lee, McFarlane, all of them, and I was like, okay, I'm going to grab five of how they draw ladies, you know, five samples yeah. from, from their works or whatever and stuff and just say, I love their shit. Why do I love it so much? What is it about it? Is it the proportion? Is it this? Is it that? Right. So I started to break down the proportions. I was like, okay, well, Arthur Adams loves the big boobies and stuff. Well, that must be why I like it too. Right. You know, like I really got kind of broke down into a structure. And as I was breaking down their structures, I started to really develop my own and stuff, right? Like to say, okay, well, I'm taking all of these pieces of what they're doing and building, starting to construct and build up on my own. So if you've ever seen some of my stuff, a lot of it is just basically like articulated stick men, you know, with mm -hmm. just makes sense to my brain and stuff. Right. And then eventually, you know, hit the pose and hit the composition and make the shot. Right. That type of stuff. Right. So, yeah, it, I, the one thing I, I do say, though, is, you know, everybody's got to learn their way. I've got a lot of students now and stuff, but I'm not going to be the, the teacher for everyone. You know, everybody's brain's going to be a little bit different. So if they, if they, you know, want to learn from copying, that's great. Just they have to realize that eventually they're going to hit a wall. Yeah, your plateau. Right. You're going to hit that wall where you're, somebody's going to sit down and sit next to you and say, okay, well, draw me this. And you're like, well, hold on, I got to look for a reference to copy. <laughs> well, no, that doesn't really work right now, right? You know, or it may not work. Or you, know, you know what, though? It's, that, it's those copy people that are killing the conventions. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. I see the big posters yeah. up everywhere. It is the guys that draw. Like, that's one thing that irritates me is, <clears throat> excuse me, is yeah. I can draw something that you asked me for. Yep. <clears throat> whether you asked me for a zombie popsicle eating, you know, Rick Grimes while shitting out Garfield. <laughs> nice. Like if that's what you ask me for, yeah. I'll be able to draw that. But that'd be a tough uh, challenge. <laughs> most of most of the artist alley when you go to shows are well not most of, but a large percentage of the artist alley is someone who can only draw shit one hundred percent from the reference. Yep. 
and and granted it's talent it looks great it looks just like uh you know the movie deadpool it looks just like him great yeah but can you draw him doing something out of your own or do you can you only copy shit but then then i ask myself well why do they have to learn how to draw because the customers are still filling their wallets and they can't even draw anything out of their brain that are only copying. So why should they evolve? Right. Well, I think what they've got is great rendering skills. You know, yes. like, you know, their, their figure work, their construction is not there generally, right? But their ability to render the hell out of something, whatever medium they're using, whether it's ballpoint, whether it's paints, digital, whatever it is and stuff like that, looks so damn good and everything, right? That it's like, okay, good enough. You know, uh, but they've kind of skipped that construction stage, right? And I get that because I skipped it a lot too. I remember when I first got back into drawing, I was uh, on a website called Pencil Jack. Do you remember it? Mm -mm. Okay, it was uh, uh, where Ryan Otley and a few other Mark Brooks and a few artists were had come up through and stuff like that, right? And yeah. um, this was a, a writer's hub and an artist's hub and everything like that. Kind of like digital webbing, I think. Uh, anyways, Pencil Jack was awesome. But one of the strongest comments that I got there that really stuck with me for a long time was, you're all icing and no cake. Oh. And it, like, it hit me like, it just like, because I, I was a pretty good colorist and you know my rendering skills were n not pro, but like, leagues ahead of where my construction was right so they were basically saying you know your cake is collapsing on itself you've rendered it and it, the rendering the icing is beautiful but but one poke and it collapses right and yeah. so at that point i just said fuck it all and i went back to basics and started drawing ovals and stick figures and and deconstructing and then figuring it all out and building myself back up right that's awesome man like i yeah. i i I, I'm not good because I don't, I don't do things the right way and I could probably be better if I did, but I don't have the patience to start over. Okay. When you say you're not good, like, you know, your art's good. So or do you, your end product is good. You just think you could have been better if your, if your, uh, you know, if the process was better. I, I look at people that do it the right way and I'm envious. Like I can't sketch for shit. Like when it comes to taking the pencil and making all kinds of gesture lines and stuff like that, I can't do that. Okay. My, my brain doesn't do that gesture. Yep. Yep. I can kind of, I, my, my sketch will consist of a couple of center lines and kind of like points where stuff needs to connect yep just to make sure that everything fits and then i just go straight into ink and right on top of it. boom that's holy it. crap really yeah like i don't holy i don't i but i know that's not right that's why my shit has so many errors and you know it sometimes it can come across as stiff because i didn't take the time to sketch it all out yeah 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 but I, i'm so i get undiagnosed ADD with the art that I need to get it finished. I yeah, need I to, I see it in my head and I think as soon as I, as soon as I can get the lines on the paper to even remotely line up with what I see in my head, mm -hmm. then boom, it's time to pick up the pen and let's do some work. So do you feel like you're in a rush to make it look good? Because like, you know, if you are jumping right into the inks and right into the render, you know, making it look good, 
does is it is that what's going on in your head you're like oh i just wanted to you know look the way i wanted to look really fast right i don't know i don't know what the driving force is behind wanting uh, uh wanting to have it complete so fast okay it's not like i'm covered up with work and i just need to uh I just need to get through it because I got eight more things coming up. Like it's not quite that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I haven't been able to put my finger on it, but I know that it is a, it is definitely a, a detri- like not in the plus column of how I do business. I got like I'd, I'd like to, but I don't know how to do it. And part of my, like doing sketch covers, I, I can't, I, I really don't like doing sketch covers because I want to take my time and right. I want to, and you don't want to erase too much because right. of the paper. Yeah. The paper, and, it scares me. And so there's just so much. And I can see people that do sketch covers that look amazing. And I'm just like, that that's not what the people are going to get from me. Yep. So I don't like drawing that way, but I have figured out a new, do you, are you familiar with Walter, uh, Walter Osley? Yeah, he's from Pencil Jack, actually. I, I've known him for over a decade from that site, yeah. Yeah, so, he, you know, I met him when I did the cover for Metal Shark Bro. Oh, yeah, that's right, that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I've kept up with him, and the other day I was, I was doing my first interior pages I'd ever done. Mm-hmm. And if anyone listening, I hired somebody to do my layouts because I wasn't confident. Yep, and I lay it so it's not quite pencils. Yep, but it's not like it's it, it's more than nothing, but it's not quite pencils. Yeah, no, I've done finishing so, work on books and stuff like that. So somebody hands me those. Rough yeah, so they don't even have to. Uh, so before let me before I get to Walter. So mm-hmm. what I asked the guy for is like read my script, and I've broken it down into panels. But since you know how to do comic book pages, mm-hmm. maybe you can help me tell this story. Yep. So I just ask him to put like blocks and figures like, so there's, he doesn't have to worry about lighting. He doesn't have to worry about texture. Right. He doesn't have to worry about the exact mouth position. Right, He's right. just putting people in objects where they need to be in the frames and putting the frames on the paper. Yep. Just roughing out the flow and composition, right? I, yes. And since that's a skill I don't have yep. and I'm not willing to, uh, I just have to accept that I don't have that skill. But I also don't want to take somebody's true pencils and ink over them because I'm not going to just trace your pencils. Like, I'm going to make it look like me, right. and that could make the penciler very upset, yeah, which I, is not what I'm trying to do. So I, I, I'm i in the process of trying to find people that I can work with that don't mind just doing layouts and getting layout credit in the book. You know what I mean? But you know, Walter, he didn't have that skill 10 years ago either, man. Like he built that up. It took time. So well, I think you can get it, man. You know, here's what Walter taught me. This was, this was how, how I got here. Okay. So I was doing my pages mm. and I was printing out, I was printing out my drafts onto uh, tracing vellum paper. Yep. And then I was light boxing them onto my Bristol. Yep. And Walter said, Dude, just save yourself some money and print them on the Bristol backwards. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That was like a revelation. So now when you get any original art from me, it's going to have like a a print of a sketch on the back to where I light box it and I can see it through. Yep. 
Yeah, that so makes that's sense. what I do now. So now with that new knowledge, if I'm doing original artwork, I'll sit here and I'll do it on the computer using Clip Studio Paint. Yep. And I'll just basically do way more sketching than I would have done with a pencil. Mm -hmm. And then when, I, when I'm looking at it digitally, it keeps everything. <clears throat> it's easier for me to modify proportions and, oh, totally. you know, use the lasso tool to bring the whole arm up. Yep. Whereas if I was drawing it by hand, I'd have to erase the whole arm and then redraw the whole arm and hope it was as good as it was that first time. Yep. So there's a definite benefit to this hybrid method that I'm using. So I, I get a nice clean draft of where everything needs to go. Print that some bitch out backwards and then light box and put all the detail on it, man. And do you print it at home or do you bring it to like Staples? Oh, or? no, no. I, 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 bought a, I brought a brother printer at home. Ah, geez. I've been hunting for, I was going to order those big brother printers, the, the 11 by 17 backloaded ones, right? That's what I've got. Yeah. Yeah. But I, Amazon wouldn't deliver to my house. Pissing oh, me off. Really? Where do you, you must live because that's where I got mine. Okay, so yeah, we were talking earlier about uh, Americans, the dumbing down of America or whatever and stuff. I'm Canadian and I'm living in the middle of the Rocky Mountains right now. I moved to a kind of a smaller place and stuff. So maybe I'll get it delivered to my buddy in Vancouver or something and pick it up next time or something. I don't, I don't know. know, but dude, I really like it because, you know, it's got the 11 by 17 scanner. Yep, that's exactly and, what I want. And the 11 by 17. I mean, I don't have third party scanning software, which. If I think if you're going to be comic book professional, like super, super professional, be you might want to get that third party uh, scanning software. But yep. this one does what I need it to do, man. No, it's perfect. That's, I've been wanting one at home because, uh, you know, I was looking at doing, uh, now that I moved back to North America, doing a lot of comic cons over here and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want to have just a wall of prints, right? Like, I, yes, I'll have that, but that's not what I want the only thing on my table i want some original work and stuff right some yeah. traditional stuff so yeah what i would like to do is you know print I'm, I'm the same way my workflow is digital i love clip studio paint um the ability for me to flow and edit on it is just how my brain works right yeah and so if i could get that and even just print out the sketch like you're talking and stuff i get on a on bristle board or whatever on 11 by 17 and then come in do the finishing um, even if I want to do some, you know, marker work on it or some watercolors or whatever, yeah, right? Exactly. That's exactly how, what I was looking at doing, getting into this year. Well, I have, this is my third 11 by 17 printer combo. Cause I, I, the two I had before this were HP, HP something other, the 11 by seven, they only make like two or three HP 11 something, but, yeah. uh, I would go with brother products over the HP products. So just so you know, so I know that you're shopping and yep, they're roughly the same price, but uh, the, the brother printer here, the reason I like it is it cleans its own heads like once a week without, like it just does it as maintenance on its own. Oh, perfect. Whereas the reason that my, my uh, Epson or HP or whatever I said it was, mm -hmm. uh, the reason that both of those failed is because I didn't print enough and the heads got clogged up right. and then it was just a huge 11 by 17 scanner at that point yeah, and it didn't yeah. do me any good but this one does all of its own maintenance and everything and i love it that sounds perfect for me because chances are like i kind of go in like uh, a little bit of a roll in certain directions so like it might be <clears throat> two months of doing a bunch of traditional work or something like that and then not touch it for another six months or something so that printer might just be sitting there 
not being used. So yeah, that self-cleaning head thing, that sounds exactly what I want. Yeah, well, I recommend it. I have a lot of fun with it. Cool. So speaking of Comic-Cons, do you have a lot planned for 2020? Uh, dude, I'm having to, I'm not, I haven't figured out my game plan yet because I started off as a fan artist. Yep. And I'm not happy with, like, that wasn't my end game. Yep, yep. But I see that fan artists get a lot of fucking money at these shows. Hell yeah. But I don't want to, stu- like, I, I've, I think I've graduated and I don't want to, like, I'm in, I'm in high school now and I don't want to go back to middle school because yep. I know I had more fun in middle school. So yeah. I don't know. I, I always see it like I've done m- tons of fan art and stuff and I've done my own books and had yeah. them all on the table. I've even had t-shirts on the table. I've had pretty much sticker, you know, almost every product you can get away with in an artist alley. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, I kind of like having some variety on the table, you know, like people might get, they might walk by and see that Wolverine print but then all of a sudden they see, you know, my Captain Korea book sitting on the table. They're like, oh, what's this? Um, and I'm like, oh, well, it's my own, you know, and like, you know, and I end up selling a print and a book or something like that. Or I'll, you know, yeah, buy a book, I'll give you a print for free or whatever, you know, I'll pull a deal or something like that. So yeah. I don't mind having my foot in both of those pools, you know? I, 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 I want to, I want my booth to look more, uh, like I'm pushing my creator own content. Yep. And if I have anything that's fan art related, like it's not going to be prominent. Okay. You know, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what the thing is. And I think I, I may have figured out my plan, but it's all, you know, you say it and then two weeks later you change it and then you say, I'm going to change it again. Nothing yep. ever stays the same, yep, but yep. I want to go to a smaller, more light, uh, a light rollout so I can fly to places. Yeah. 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 That's huge. Yep. So I'm going to, I'm going to do all of, I think I'm going to do all my fan art on trading cards. Okay. Like if you want a Deadpool thing from me, it's going to be a $1 trading card. I'm not going to have 11 by 17s. I'm yep. not going to have anything. It's just trading cards and they're a yep, dollar piece. Those. And I'm thinking about having fan art enamel pins. Mm-hmm. Cause I've got an enamel pin guy that can get them to me uh, relatively cheap. So that would be my fan art. And then the rest of my table would be actual published products that I are projects that I've worked on. I get you. Hey, one thing about trading cards, maybe it's a little bit different each, you know, we all know each convention is different than the next, right? But every time I had trading cards sitting on my table, 90% of the questions were, are these stickers? (laughs) Like, I don't know what it was, but like everybody, everybody seemed to want stickers when I had cards. I wanted my, my original thing was to get mine done like garbage pail kids. So you could keep them as a card and then use them as a sticker if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Right on. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to invest the money for the die cuts, you know, for the contour cutting of the, the vinyl sticker. And yeah, right. So I'm just going with cards yeah. and, and so I, I left a white area at the bottom of my trading cards so that, uh, the little kids can walk by and be like, ooh, can I have your autograph or can I have your signature or whatever? Yeah. Well, if you buy the – because signatures are free with purchase. Yeah. So now I have these $1 cards with an area-specific design for you to, to have your little signature on there. Well, I you wonder know? if we could do cards that are stickers. You know what I mean? Just uh, a sticker with a thicker backing to it or something like that. That could probably work. 
I've seen it done, man. I've seen Interesting. I've seen I've seen the videos on how to do them yourself at home. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. But well, if I, I buy just, this printer, I can play around and maybe find some stuff. Maybe. I just don't want to, like, I just want to send it off to Sticker Mule or something. Like, it just, yeah, I prefer I that. Don't, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time at home. Yeah. You know, I, so that's, the DIY stuff, I'm, I don't want to do much of that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I, there's been many times when I'm cutting up sheets upon sheets upon sheets for a prep, for a con, right? Yeah, I just, man, man, man. Yeah. So this year I've got, I think I've narrowed it down to a couple of shows. Which well, ones? I'm gonna the put it out there. Let's <laughs> people know. I'm supposed to be going to Megacon in Orlando. Cool. And I think that is in, shit, I don't know, March maybe? Yep. And I might be going to Pensacon next month, which is in Florida. And I, I do Dragon Con every year. And where's that? That's in Atlanta. That's that's one of the biggest conventions in the southeast. Cool. Like it, it, it I mean it's five hotels. It's it's huge. Wow. Okay. But it's a it's it's a big cosplay show. Yeah. But there's just so many people that even the artists get love at this huge cosplay adult, you know, show. So it it, it works out. Right on, man. But so I I, I since I'm from Atlanta. I, I try to stick within driving distance of of Atlanta. Like, I don't go too far. Yep. Yeah, because once you get on the plane, you know, even just hotels plus flight, everything, it, it adds up pretty quick, right? It does, but I, I'm, try, I'm hoping, my hope is to do enough worthy published work that maybe people will fly me places. That'd be nice. That's the dream, right? You know, so I've, I've, I've gotten flown one place already. Yeah. So that was a pretty neat, cool experience was, hey, I'm going as a guest of the comic book shop to yep. the show. That's awesome. So how do I pack for that? So that was kind of like, that was my first time. Like, do I need all my markers or do I need a condensed set? <laughs> you know, what do I need to bring this? You know, that kind of. So that was fun. But the goal is to start getting invited and be like, Yo, if you can get here, I got your table in your hotel. Perfect. Or if I, you know, most of the shows that I do now are, uh, I'll 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 do them and have the table comped. Yep. If I show up, I can get the table. That's cool. Because living here in Atlanta, I get to do I get to do movie stuff too. So I've been like an extra on a on a couple of productions around here, like oh, that's that cool. new. That new show, The Outsider, that's on HBO. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm in five episodes of that show. All right, on. So it, when you do that for some of these smaller conventions, that's a draw for. They could be like, "Yo, this guy was an undercover brother too," and or no, no, oh, even better, this guy was on The Walking Dead. Yeah. And he draws comic books. Don't you want to come see him at our new? you know, little bitty show in small town USA. Right, right. And, and so I'll get a free table there and I'll make a lot of money at those small town shows. Cool. Perfect. I think so I'm going to do a couple of small shows this year and then maybe a couple of big ones. I don't know. Well, I, I'm kind of late in my application process here and stuff like that. So I, you know, I was kind of dealing with some stuff, but now that I'm looking uh, at, of course, yeah. I, I'm looking at uh, it, mostly Western Canada. I was looking at Seattle as well. Maybe going down to oh the uh, Emerald City yeah but that's a big one I know 
Uh, Calgary has got a huge one. Uh, I've done that show a few times. I was saying Vancouver, Victoria, and then in the mountains, uh, there's some smaller cities and stuff I get that I've kind of, I'm already in contact with. So Penticton, Kelowna and Vernon and stuff, right? So I, I might just do the small ones if, if those, those are the easier ones for me to get in and then look at hitting a whole bunch in 2021. I don't know. We'll see how the applications go. Now, what is, what, do you have, for, like, what are your professional credits that you can say, uh, They're hey, pretty old now. Um, but, some yeah, image comic are, works on uh, Evangeline with, uh, you know, that Rob oh. Liefeld title and stuff like that. I did some finishing uh, pencils, inks, or whatever, and colors on a few issues there. I just and, met da uh, Fraga. Oh, cool. Yeah, Dan Fraga lives. Yeah, right. Uh, he lives like one city over from me. I met him at a show that we did a while back and he's like, he invited us over to his house cause he does podcasting and live drawing and stuff like that. He's doing the new He-Man book. But oh, dude, awesome. how oh, cool yeah, is I might've heard that. Oh, oh, oh book. reach out to him if you're looking to do something because he said that he is trying to get Black Flag going back. Like he's, he's trying to start, he's gonna start doing Kickstarters and stuff for Black Flag and he's looking to get some of the old band back together. Oh, very cool. The other thing is, you know, the how to draw comics bit, um, because it's got a quite a big following and stuff I get, mm -hmm. that can also be kind of professional credits depending on how it's... it's oh, well, yeah, it does. Especially know. if you if, if you let them know, hey, I'm going to say that I'm coming to this show and 50,000 people follow our yep. web page yep. so that's yeah that that's definitely something i would put on there so i think one of the shows that i already talked to they want me to do a bit of a do a panel do a bit of a not even a panel a little demo so do a like how to draw oh, a workshop zero proportions just but no just a, a short one like uh, i'm thinking mm, 20 30 minutes or something like that like i'm i'm not thinking anything really too in depth but just you know grab the ipad get up there uh teach a little bit and stuff much like what I do in my courses and stuff and then uh, run back to the table. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if you have, if you are, or if you have access to a super literary agent type person, but mm -hmm. if you can draft a nice email, man, all I would do is I just send to these conventions and say, Hey, here's my name. Here's what I've done. I yeah. would like to get more information about being a guest at your show. And they yeah. can either say yes or they can say no, but I end up, getting into a couple of shows that I would have, I wouldn't have paid to be there, but they'll give me some stuff. I'll go. No, it's awesome. Actually, I just thought about it because I just passed like 10,000 students. And so like, that's a pretty good number for only being teaching for a year and stuff, right? Like, yeah. Well, you um, can, I mean, yeah. you say, you say former image artist with, you know, access to 50,000 eyeballs. Yeah. Right. And I'm, and I'm producing content on a daily, weekly, you know, basis. Yeah, good point, man. Yeah, I should hype myself a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> man. You definitely, you, you need someone to fluff you up. If you've ever done yeah. something that's been used in a movie, whether it's, a, or if you've done any licensing work, yep, yep. put that all on there, dude. Yep. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, when I put, when I say, oh, I've done t-shirts for Stone Cold Steve Austin and Danny Trejo, mm -hmm. like, it's not like I know them personally, but I have created licensed stuff for them. For them, yeah, right. And that just sounds like a cool-ass credit. Yeah, it does, actually. It really does. You know, it just, it, it sounds bad, but the name dropping, it works, right? Like, it, it's, that's part of the industry and stuff, right? Well, as a convention, as a con runner, 
their job is to bring people in that people want to talk to and engage and have a good time with. Right. So granted, your credits may not, may not be the best, but if you have the stories to tell to your customers and, and people like, you know what? I met this guy in Artist Alley. His name was Brian Silverbacks. Yep. And he was the coolest. You know, they, I may not have brought in a, a bunch of people with my name to the show, but I'm an asset once I'm at your show, people like hearing the stories and people like you. So yeah, definitely. By listing off the amount of cool shit that you've been involved in, it, it just, it can't hurt. And it, it, it does kind of feel weird to kind of, to pat yourself on the back. Yeah. But that's what they're looking for. Yeah. You can't just say I'm a great guy and I draw stuff. Cause you're, you want, you're a great guy that draws stuff. There's a million of you. Sure. But if you're a great guy that draws stuff and you've worked on this and you've done this and you used to work at image, it's a lot less people that fit that mold. Yeah. If you've and, got that draw. Yeah. That's a good so, point. Don't be afraid. As long as you don't lie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let's not let's not go there. Like, yeah, absolutely. Are you familiar with the sketch card stuff? I was looking at your stuff. Yeah, I saw some of it. All right. So I the sketch cards I do are for Upper Deck. Upper Deck holds a a, a Marvel Comics license. Right. Right. So I work for Upper Deck, drawing Marvel stuff. Yeah. So you work on Marvel licensed properties. Yes, but here's the thing. And that makes a cool, it's a cool draw for, uh, for conventions to say, I'm, I'm a licensed Upper Deck sketch card artist that's done Marvel, Walking yep. Dead, all this other shit. But the same people, but I, I'm very, I'm understanding I work for Upper Deck. But yeah. there's the people that will twist that and say that I work for Marvel Comics or I work for Marvel. And all they do is the same sketch cards I do but they tell the customers and they tell the conventions that they're Marvel artists. And that is yeah. not true. That's not true. Yeah. Th just by saying Marvel artists, there's, yeah, that's a bit dishonest there. Right. You can say you've worked on Marvel properties or something like that, but uh, yeah, not a Marvel artist. There's a difference. Yeah. And we know that being in the industry, we know the difference, right? Yeah. But and then just sometimes it just rubs my, it, it yep. grinds my gears to hear the person next to me be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Star Wars artist. No, you draw Star Wars cards for tops, buddy. Right. Well, I think uh, what, maybe we should have another podcast about what grinds our gears in Artist Alley. <laughs> Especially no. in Artist Alley, right? Because I, 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 I want to do that so bad. <laughs> like, one of the main things, well, I'll do one. I'll do okay, one. Okay, give me but one. I don't want, turn your damn music off. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't imagine why anybody thinks it's okay to be playing. <laughs> I don't, they're like, if I'm playing Weird Al, everybody will love it. You're like, oh, gosh. But no, dude, I just, I did not know that you guys had a podcast. I'm going to have to add this of, uh, to the list of shit I need to do. Cool, man. Well, you're in it now, so you're in the mix. You, there's no escape. <laughs> you're in with us. <laughs> right on. Well, I, dude, I honestly, I appreciate everything that you guys do. Like, I don't get to interact a lot, and I don't want to post into your group because okay. I don't want it. No, no, <laughs> okay. I didn't mean it like that, but I don't want to, I, I don't post my drawings in any group. I post them on my page yep. or my group because I never want to look like the guy that's, Hey, look at my stuff. Tell me I'm good. So I never, ever, I, I do my best not to do that because I never want to come across 
as the pretentious guy, the pretentious artist that's full of himself or people are more than welcome to come to all my pages are visible. You can do whatever you can write me, you can email, we can have conversations on Facebook, but I don't post because I don't want people to think that I'm fishing for uh, compliments or trying to rub it in your face that I did this better than the guy who posted the same thing yesterday. Like, I don't want to do that. But I, but you guys as moderators, that's what you're supposed to do. So I, I don't look at you guys as doing that when you post cool shit. Because you're there. But me as a not, as me as just a person that belongs to the group, I don't want to do that. I hear you. But you know what? At this point, you're going to have no choice because I'm going to link your stuff below <laughs> in the podcast so people can come and check out your stuff. Well, Is that yeah, cool? dude. Is it okay if I do that? Oh, yeah, dude. I, dude, All right, I, man. I plug... You, anybody's welcome on any social media, anything. If you Google the name Silver B A X, like right, not Silverbacks, but Silverbacks, right? Yeah, yeah, B A X. Yeah, if you yes. Google that in any form or search it in a podcast or in an art or a T-shirt or a comic book, like it's 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 very unique. So you'll get it. Your results will always be me. Yep. That yeah. Right. That, you're the only one. Whenever I Google that name, it's you. <laughs> All right, brother, we're going to have to wrap this up, but it was awesome. You know, it just worked out perfectly that both of us were sitting on our butts and we want to do a podcast. So this worked. Well, thank you for having me, sir. I will, I do, I really just wanted to say, I really appreciate the stuff that you and Clayton and everybody have going on on the site, man. It's really, I wish shit like that had been around when I, when I was more receptive to learning stuff. (laughs) You man, me too. But now that we're older, we're wiser and, uh, no, we're still messing up. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, you know what? Uh, a quick, can I do a quick plug before you Yeah, up? plug it. Plug what you got to plug, man. Do All it. right. The new comic book that you may or may not be seeing. How about this? I'll tell you the comic book, but I won't tell you the publisher. Okay, do that. All right. So next month, you know, the previews magazine for Diamond comes out. Yep. Because you know, they have to order for May. Yep, so yep. next month, the, the, the previews catalog there's going to be a comic book called Loggerhead. Loggerhead. Loggerhead is a humongous anthropomorphic snapping turtle man. Cool. And uh, so it'll be hitting stores in May of 2020. All right, man. I may or may not have some ash can, uh, ash cans ready for you guys next month. So you can pre-order it, but Loggerhead, remember the name Loggerhead I will that's, all, that's all that's all <laughs> okay no that's a good plug man that's a good plug so all the listeners this was brian silverbacks and you guys got to watch out for loggerhead coming in may i'm i'm excited because big ass turtles i love the ninja turtles and oh when, yeah when they started not the pizza eating ones but the originals and stuff so i love you know new concepts for books and stuff like that so if this is a giant snapping turtle it's got me man i'm in yes sir thank you for having me brother All right. And thanks for being here. And to all the listeners, I'll make sure to put all the links down below so you guys can check out Brian's work. And as always, uh, swing by the howtodrawcomics.net site and enjoy our stuff. Thanks, guys.